Welcome to Above Love. Above Love? Yeah. Okay. That's Mommy and Daddy's podcast? Uh, yeah. Okay. We love you. We love you. You love me too? Hi, welcome to Above Love. This is, uh, I believe, episode five. Um, I'm Cody, and I got my wife with me. Hi, everyone. I'm Jasmine. All right, all right. Um, we're a little bit late. We typically try to record and have it posted. It's been a couple of days. Sunday was Mother's Day, and then yesterday was uh, busy as well. Uh, Jasmine? You mind telling the uh, podcasters how your um, Sunday went? It was good. I mean, it started off with my husband sleeping in. But um, when he woke up, we did a podcast with our friend, and that went well. And we went ahead and uh, went out to Mary Jo Peckham Park, had a good time, um, had a picnic. And then my husband cooked my favorite meal, filet mignon. With um, asparagus and um, baked potatoes, it was, a, it was a good day. And I rested most of the day. I was very, I was really sore from working out, so I just mostly rested the remaining day. Yes, yeah, that's a little difficult getting back into that um, workout routine. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I'm still hurting today. You were able to make it today. I couldn't make it today, but whew, my chest is hurting still pretty bad. Um. We can jump right into it. I have a topic that you weren't really wanting to discuss. I don't know what reason, uh, what the reasoning is behind that. But this was what, last week, maybe even, uh, it might have been a week before. But uh, Issa Rae, actually it was a book that she wrote a couple of years ago. And um, for some reason, it's just now coming to the forefront about how she was saying about how educated black women should date. Asian men because she felt like both of them were at the bottom of the totem pole and she also felt like um, intellectual Asian men were the only people that were compatible to uh, educated black women and um, I I wanted to get your view on that but you told me initially that you had nothing to say about it which which is really the reason why I don't like to let you know the topics prior to us discussing it but um this uh kind of slipped through the cracks because I thought it was a, a really really important segment that we could have had but uh you really didn't want to speak on it um why, why not um because at first you know just hearing the statement it sounded very I guess ignorant for lack of a better word um but then you know I kind of went and read her book and I and I really don't really uh, I still don't one hundred percent agree with um, her statement about black women should date Asian men, but I do see her trying to explain, and she was saying that black women are exploited as are Asian men. Um, Oh, black women are very well educated black women she's not talking about just all black women she's saying educated black women are too high maintenance high strong independent they don't need men that's her statement in her book I'm reading it now um, and there is a widening gap between the education of black women and men which don't which doesn't leave very many suitable suitors and she has and a when point- you say when you say suitors, you're saying uh, counterparts as being black males? Correct. Okay. And um, <laughs> it says, unfortunately, the the higher one's degree as a black woman, the lower your chances are of getting married. And I don't know if she's basing this off of just her own personal experience um, or any kind of fact, but it is hard. I think as as you know, we even discussed this, you know, what if we hadn't found each other when we were in college and we had went off and we were still single and we were single now trying to meet someone, it would be very hard because your standards are a lot higher now than they are, you know, prior to your education, prior to you getting a job. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I know I told you for sure that uh, if I didn't meet you while I was going to school, uh, undergrad, once I graduated and got me a decent paying job, it had been difficult for any, for me to take any relationships serious because I would have felt like I was just that dude. Like I would have felt like I was the cream of the crop at that time. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't even know if that's just pure arrogance or if it's just the fact that, you know, um, it's not a large percent of uh, men that actually, I guess, have a degree and stuff like that. But I, I definitely got to a point to where I was feeling myself. And I think that's kind of the way society kind of breeds us. It's like whenever you, you feel like whenever you get a degree, you that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yo, you you have this many options that you start smelling yourself like for real. And um, that that's that's a real thing. That's a real thing. But I just think, I, I think, just think that your um your lifestyle is different because like when you're when we were just in college and we you know we really had like what ten dollar an hour jobs, they you know you weren't really getting much money, so your your standards for living were low. I mean, I'm not saying that you know having a ten dollar hour job you you have low standards. I'm just saying like then you know we didn't want as much because we didn't have as much right we didn't expect well, yeah. as much you know i didn't right i didn't right. And t- ten dollars an hour relationship i didn't say well this person needs to be making x amount of money and need to be having this kind of job you know and mm. i didn't think of that then yeah but see at ten dollars an hour at that time when we were going to school that was good because you know i was i messed around and still was working at a uh, mcdonald's and i was making what was I making like seven maybe I don't even think I hit I don't think I touched eight but yeah so if you get to a point to where it's ten dollars an hour you you pretty much cream of the crop you know what I'm saying especially for for that age you know this was what 2007 2008 something like that making that money man and you really didn't have a lot of responsibilities at that point because we didn't have any kids or anything so it was just us supporting ourselves so that that was a lot of money yeah and so and, we and just referencing like jr's favorite song more, more money more problems i feel like the more that you're established the harder it is for you to seek a decent relationship because then you have to worry about why that per the motivation behind why that person is with you there's a lot of extra things that you have to worry about once you've established in life then you we have to worry about when you're not really as established. Yeah. And I, 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 I heard a conversation today. I was listening to a podcast and uh, I think it was um, the lip service with um, Angela Yee and it was her and she was talking with D.L. Hughley's co-host. I think her name is Jasmine as well, but uh, they had already had a previous um, disagreement about how they couldn't date a man that didn't make at least as much as they did. And so it went down to um, basically the your, your counterpart needs to have as much to lose out of the relationship as you do. I mean, it gets and, it, it gets very difficult. Like you said, there's ego involved. You know, if you're if you're a woman and you're dating and you're with a man, or you decide to get married to a man who makes way more money than you, there's an ego. I mean, that it that it depends on that individual person's um, growth. But a lot of people have a very egotistic way of thinking. And when things are good, you know, that 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 difference may not come up. But when things get bad, oh, that would be something easily to be able to be thrown in someone's face. which could make things a lot difficult because. Right. Like, right. Been, but you said when the one you said when the woman makes more than the man. No, I'm saying when the man did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. When, okay. When the man makes more than the woman, if, okay. if you're in a relationship, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, um, you have to really be. That's when you really have to be very strong in your relationship and knowing who you're with. Because when you're at the point of where you're dependent on someone else, you run into those issues of that person being very egotistic. Because you know when things get when push comes to shove. That person can easily throw in your face. Well, this is what I do for you. You know, those issues yeah. do come up in reality. Yeah. 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 And I can see that. And um, especially if you have stay at home moms, because their um, their time is not necessarily uh, quantified. You know what I mean? Like it, 
you can't really show, okay, I stayed at home for eight hours with this kid. This is worth such and such amount of dollars. You can't necessarily do that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's priceless the amount of time you're able to spend one-on-one with your child. And that's ideally the best way, in my opinion, is just it's not ideal in today's society, especially whenever you're trying to maximize um, the resources and the availability of different things that uh, you have accessible to your to your child is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, when you're not in that position, especially if you don't have children, it's easy to look at a stay-at-home mom and, and say, oh, that that that's easy. What do you do until you actually have a child and you stay at home with them? You remember the time when you stayed at home that entire spring break with JR when JR was like, what, one? Well, if he was one, it might he might be going. He might have been. And, and I mean, on. you wasn't running errands. You wasn't like cleaning up the house. You were just taking care of him. And you were, and you were, like, you were because at first you were happy. Yes, I'm gonna take off this week. I got an excuse to take off a week. But then that week you were like, oh, next year if you have to do this, you take week to doing half and half. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that. Cause little dude was a handful. Man, he was young, but he was a handful. He had me watching Cars. Every single hour that they like rewind, do it over again, over and over and over. I'm like, man, and it it was just it's mentally, it yeah, it was a lot, yeah, it's mentally draining, yeah. And now, it's, now it's, then throw in if you have multiple children and you were running errands and this kid needed that and you have to clean the house and you have to do all the take care of because let's say um, moms they take care of like the actual um the business of the household, you know, that's a lot. Right. It definitely is. It definitely is. That definitely made me um see the, the stay at home mom in a different light. Um after just that one week. I was like, nah, you know, anybody who does this deserves all the praise, boy. Right. It, it was rough. It was super rough. But back to the su- the subject at hand, um it's it's very hard. I mean, I think with anyone, not just black women. But I think she says black women, I mean, because, of course, she's black, she can relate. But also how our men depict us, us, especially in hip-hop culture, how they show us. You know, we are seen as just objects. First of all, they're not showing y'all. Like, if you're talking about, like, how you all are displayed, like, in music videos and things like that. I mean, black women in general. Well, I'm saying, like, I'm going to the... um, to the realm of just you know music videos you know y'all choose to do that so that's not necessarily us putting you in the, at, at that uh but point. the words that are associated with those that's movies. different that's totally different the words that are associated with it yes they are and that's different. the reason They're... why those women are at the, you have to understand black we don't have in the black community we don't have too many black male leaders women go and, and women and that's why there there's this gap between um educated black women and black men because some black women that decide to go ahead and and be leaders they don't have a king to to be by their, their side because it's too many men that are not stepping up and taking those roles because if you are putting out songs and you making it hot and um popular for and and you throwing out certain imagery, um, women are going to do those things to get that though that male attention. Oh, I need to have I need to be able to work. Oh, I need to have this kind of body. I need to look like this. That's why those yeah. women are showing up to those music videos. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as as a woman, you should be able to know work, but you know, beyond that. You know, it, it, there's no obligation beyond that, but you should know how to twerk at least. Come on now, like you. Oh, if, if okay, Cody. If you can't twerk, then you know. Uh, all right, you I, get you, you're you're getting all off right. Topic. I'm veering off. I'm veering off topic. Uh, I, I I understand what you're saying, and I have that same issue with male leadership in our community. Um, it's just I just don't see how women can just give up and just say. Um, black men are not intelligent enough. There's not enough intelligent black men, educated black men, uh, for for me to be in in, in that class of the dating pool. I don't see how. Well, it, say but that. it's also, but it's also hard because men have, and 
men have ego. Everybody has ego, but men have like a double dose of ego. And especially if you're educated and you're and you're a black woman or just an educated woman, and you have when you're an educated woman, you have goals. I mean, goals just like how you have goals. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know, you have a, you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to run your own business. You want to do this. You want to do that. And that takes a lot of time and sacrifice, and, and at times away from your family. And some men put women and ro- roles back to the what. 18th 17th century you know they think that you should be home and you should take care of everything and a lot of men are not willing to support women that are ambitious you know i want to start up my own company you know they're not willing to invest oh well no i'm not gonna invest you have to show me but if you have an idea i have to support you whether it's a good or bad idea yeah I mean, I I understand where you're coming from, but I'm saying at the same time, I have a good group of buddies that their wife might make more money than them, and they're perfectly fine with it. And so it's like, you know, who you surround yourself by. Uh, that's kind of very becomes, rare. That, that kind of becomes your reality, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's but you have to understand that situation is very very okay. Rare. Okay, and I can admit that, but I'm just saying, like, it's me just kind of stepping outside of you know, my, my, my circle, because I, like, I have at least three guys that I know, you know, in that situation to where the wife might make more money and they don't care. You know, it's, it's all coming, you know, to the household, which I think is stupid for a guy to just act kind of crazy or act like he's, you know, losing any type of masculinity because his wife is making good money. That's good. That's the ultimate goal. Both of y'all want to make good money. So, keep on pushing towards that like i don't know why you have to be the one to bring it in it just it 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 doesn't make sense to me i mean it, it it's, it's ego it's ego and pride and some and a lot of times in relationships people are together but they're not together you know um finances are separate with me and you we have a pot that everything goes in and then we separate that pot of course we have our own personal accounts but it all comes from the bigger pot and we all know what both of us know what goes into that big pot and we know what's coming out of that big pot you know whatever is in your personal account you know you can do whatever you want to do with it but that personal account is not getting filled by anything other than the big pot right so um with that being said me and you our relationship everything is together we're working together a lot of people's relationship i have my money you have your money you know i may put a few you know i may put a few dollars in the if they have a joint account i may put a few dollars for this bill or i'll pay this these bills you pay these bills i mean some people live separately so we have to understand that if you don't see yourself as together you see yourself as individual it's easy to kind of feel a certain kind of way if someone's making more money than you well, I can see a negative in that as well, and that's only because you brought it to my attention. I know it was a point to where um, you brought it to my attention that I was only the one that was able to, I wouldn't necessarily say frivolously spending money, but maybe spending things to where we didn't have a discussion about it, and you brought it to my attention that you weren't able to do such things. And my response was, I'm the one that pays the bill, or whatever you said I said. I, I don't even remember that conversation uh, 100%. But it, it, was, it was during a time where we were trying to um, take care of some things financially. And it wasn't that I couldn't do anything. It's just that I, out of respect for you, because you do handle the majority of the finances, out of respect for you, I wasn't um, going into our pot, especially well, if it was something above a certain amount of money, I wouldn't go into our pot unless I discussed that with you and got your approval, you know, just in case I didn't want you to be, since you're doing all the financial planning, you had a plan for that amount of money and it's no longer there just to keep, um, so there won't be any friction between me and you, but then you would go and spend an X amount of money just to do it just because, and it's like, no, you have to communicate that. And then you felt like, well, I'm the one that pays the bills. 
And I guess that you were saying that because you were you were like, I'm the one that sees the finances at a different level than you do. I kind of know what can be spent and what can't be spent when I don't know what can and cannot be spent. And that's exactly the- that's exactly what I meant by that, but it didn't come off that way. It no. came off as if, oh, I'm the one in charge of the finances. You just need to sit back and ask for permission. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. the way it came off because you told me it came off like that. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, man, I didn't I didn't mean for it to come off like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and even the, the extra money that I would be spending, it was something to benefit both of us. It wasn't no, you know, selfish stuff. It was something that we do together. You but know I, what I mean? And I, like, and I think that my ego was um, involved in that too, because I know that you started working way before I did, but it's like, dude, I'm right behind you, partner. You know, pretty soon I'll probably be ahead of you what are you talking about? So I let my <laughs> ego yeah. in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, your ego, I, don't, I, I still don't think your ego got in the way. I did. I, still... I, I was like, what? what? Like, cause don't be talking to me like I don't make any money, but that's why I took it that way because I was thinking more so on that level and not stopping and thinking, oh, okay, he meant because he actually deals with their finances day in and day out. He knows what could be spent and what needs to be left for, you know, the next time around. And I don't, you know, so I understand me having to come to you and say, hey, I want to spend X amount of dollars for this. Is it okay? Is it within the budget? Especially since we were at that time working within a very tight budget. Yeah, this was when you were still in you were still in school at that time, weren't you? Oh no! No, yeah. I think that's when I first started working. No, I was working. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was um, that was a, a difficult uh time because we were transitioning into you um working and not just having you know like work study type work or anything like that. So yeah, it was it was a little bit difficult. It was a huge transition, that's for sure. And so yeah, I probably felt a certain type of way because I was making those executive decisions, I guess. And you weren't, it is, it seemed like you weren't even worried about the budget at that point. Like you. I was worried because if I wasn't worried, I would have just been spending whatever I want to spend, however I want to spend it. Well, I mean, you weren't worried uh, to a point to where you wanted to actually see the budget and have an input. Well, I don't know if we want to go in deeper into that situation, but you know why. I really don't know why. Okay. Why Why is that? Well, that's because, remember, because you, when we first got together, you had a job, I was still in school, and you were making most of the financial decisions. So, by the time, um, and you already felt like you, you had, you know, business, um, uh, more of a business perspective and everything, so you really didn't respect a lot of my financial opinions about stuff because you were kind of on the more so towards oh we got this in the bank we can afford it let's get it now now I want it now 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 and I was more like no let's wait let's save you know we can stay in an apartment for X amount of years we don't have to buy a house right now and you were more so oh we we got it let's get it Buying a house was an asset. That was one of the best things we ever did. Yes, but guess what? If we would have, if we would have stayed in an apartment and we would have saved up money because we would have been paying way less than we did with a mortgage, guess what? We could have gotten something even better. Yes, maybe so, but we wouldn't have been able to flip like how we were able to flip. You don't know, and that. I'm not. I'm not saying that was on me. I'm just saying we ended up being in a situation. Yeah, thank God. Well, maybe God was on my side, man. Why can't why God can't be riding with me at one time? He He took your mistake. Well, I wouldn't say well, it wasn't a mistake because were we because you were so you were so quick to want to get a house that we stayed way on the opposite side of town um, than where you worked and you weren't happy. I wasn't happy with my commute, no. Right. But I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with it prior to buying the house. I was. It was even worse before we ended up buying the house out there. I know, and where we are now is where we should have been. But at that time, 
it was very expensive and a little bit a huge risk to be spending as that kind of money then because we were just getting started and you didn't want to wait. Well, whenever I heard I can buy a house, I was all for it. So, but it's better to take your time, save your money, and get to where you want to be instead of, you know, building a house and then you're not being happy about it. And you turn a really good opportunity, not so great opportunity, not so great thing because you're always upset about your commute. That um, that transitions very well into our last topic about uh, deciding to start a family. Um, when we moved out there, we didn't necessarily plan on having a kid because and I say that because we didn't check the school districts or anything like that. We yes, just... we, yes, she did. Yes, she uh, did. It wasn't. Yes, she did because that was, you were like, oh, that school district is fine. You just want it because you don't understand your personality. When you want something, you, you don't look at the pros and cons. You look at just the pros. Are you trying to shoot me again while I'm dead? Huh? I'm, I'm already sorry. dead. You shoot me again. I'm sorry. You, uh, wanted, you wanted to bring it up. I didn't want to no, bring it up. No, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to move to the next topic. Okay. I'm trying to say deciding on starting a family but you said that we didn't look at school districts that's not true we did and you were okay with it until you had a child okay you were okay okay until reality set in okay so do we want to say this part of we or your part of we looked into the school district you're because you don't want to tell me about them i didn't know anything right so so did you did you look yourself yes and so you thought it was good too no you didn't think the school district I told was good? You the, I told you that, especially the high school that he was on to, I didn't like. Jasmine, that is not the conversation we had before we moved into the house. It had nothing okay. to do with schools. Okay. You think you said that to me? Yes, Cody. Nah. That never happened. All right. It never happened. It didn't. But okay. we're, we're, I'm, not about, I'm not about to argue with you. No, nah, I don't want you to. But I'm just saying, like, we can keep on moving on. That's so what, that's what we need to do. <laughs> All right. So when deciding to start a family, what key points do you have? Um, I think when you are ready to start a family, there's a lot of things involved. And I'm talking about experience and I'm talking about things that I wish I would have did. Um, like we were talking Elaborate. about elaborate too say say what you're talking about experience and then also let me know you know what you wish you would have done okay so from experience i'm glad that uh my husband we talked about having a child we talked about having a child years before we actually physically try to have a child whoa 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 what do you mean physically try to have a child well i mean what i mean like physically like trying like Hey, we want to have a baby. It wasn't like it wasn't. We I didn't get pre- I didn't wake up one day, miss my miss my cycle. Oh crap, I'm pregnant. Like we were trying. Right, but I'm. Uh, I wouldn't put it out there that we were were going against trying. Like we were taking all the uh, all the precautions to not get pregnant because we weren't doing that either. What do you think birth control is? <sighs> I think birth control is just something for them to be able to sell and it to be oh God, however beneficial it can be. Okay, Cody. Cody, can we do educational and not conspiracy? So those two don't coincide? All right, go ahead. All right, go ahead. You saying we weren't we weren't doing anything we weren't taking any necessary precautions? I think birth control is necessary precautions. Yeah, but birth control is one half like and 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 the pull out method are necessary precautions. The pull out both the in pull out method has failed ninety seven percent of the time. I said in combination with the birth control. And as you can see when we were trying to have JR, the pull out method wouldn't have made JR. Right? That's true. Exactly. That's in this particular so, situation, though. Like, I can't be... So, we were. And even now, I'm not on birth control. I know. I'm not even on birth control. I know, but I'm saying I, so, I, can't, I, can't, I can't advocate for uh, anybody to be ho- hanging their hat on the pullout method. Like, don't hang your hat on the pullout method, because that's not going to 
I'm not saying the pull-out method only. I, you say that we weren't taking the necessary precautions to not have a baby. Yes, we were. I was on the pill, and you were pulling out. <laughs> the the pull-out don't count, Jasmine. Like In, in combination. <laughs> it's a good combination. <laughs> the pull-out really does not count. Like We, because we you just have, say you that. Have we a, say you, that. Have a 1%, you have a 1% chance to get pregnant on the birth control in combination with the pull-out method, that gets you down <laughs> to okay. at least you speak of, You speaking like the pull-out method is really a method that the doctors will tell you. Like that's 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 made up. Well, in the well, actually, up. in the Bible, in the Bible, there's a story. I can't remember the exact story, but uh, well, the pull-out method, and then if it if 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 you actually um, ejaculate in, a, a woman can pee it out because there's a story in the Bible where a lady actually peed out a man's, you know, semen and got, and um, he was pissed off and he, and he prayed to God and God cursed the woman for doing that. And it's like, you know, if that's not preventing a baby, then why would the woman be cursed? I mean, that could be interpreted in many ways. I'm just saying the pull-out method, urination after, Whatever you got to do in combination with other things may work for you. So we but we, don't say, don't say <laughs> that we weren't taking necessary precautions when we weren't. We weren't taking precautions that we actually didn't want to get pregnant by. Let's just say that. Cody, you just you're not you know you're not making any sense. <sighs> okay, keep going. Because I really don't understand what you're what you're getting at. I I actually lost my complete train of thought because of your nonsense. <laughs> okay, so I'm the reason behind. It. Okay, um, we're talking about how not to, or how you uh, decide having a family. Yes, and I was saying that we talked about having Jr. way before we actually had Jr. And then you go in to say, "Well, don't act like we wasn't taking that we were taking all precautions not to have him prior to that." And that's why we got to the birth control thing. Okay, that's where we are. Um, so I think that it's important to talk and discuss. And it took me a while to make that decision. It wasn't like, oh, my husband said, let's have a baby. And I'm, and I'm okay, let's go. Like, actually think about it, pray about it. I did a lot of praying. Um, and then how he was conceived I mean he was I my grandma died when I was 14 and it was very hard for me because that was my mom and and when they buried her that was the that was the first last time I went to her grave because she always told me you know give me flowers while I'm here don't give me flowers don't put flowers on my grave so even when I visit home it was kind of hard for me to go out to her gravesite. So, what was it, 2013? Uh, so, uh, it may have been 13, yeah, probably was. So over, so, over a decade that my grandma has been gone, you know, I've been home several times since then. 2013, I decided, I don't know why I decided to do this, but it was a more day weekend when I went home. And we decided to go out to her gravesite. And during that time, I actually was conceiving or did conceive or in the midst of conceiving. <laughs> but it was very special. Um, it was very special for me because, you know, I was I, I prayed about before trying to have a baby. I prayed about prayed about it. Like God to take over. Um, and then while we were trying, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I even asked God told God, you know, kind of how I envisioned JR. I wanted him to be, you know, have good hair. You know, I wanted him to have Cody's eyelashes. You know, I, I, I did. You know, I, I actually and even before I got pregnant, I remember uh, because it felt like, because we tried for six months and it and got to that six month, you know, it was like, I don't know if I can I conceive. And I was kind of worried about it. And I knew that I just had to trust in God. And I remember going into his room that we had designated for him. We hadn't, we hadn't painted it or anything because we hadn't conceived yet. But we had a room that we designated if we have a child, that would be his room. And I remember 
it was uh, close to midnight. I went into his designated room and I looked out the window at the stars and at the moon and I just prayed to God and I was like, I know that because I know that I had that surgery. It was a miracle what happened. That doctor didn't give me a full hysterectomy. I knew there was a purpose in that situation and I knew that he wanted me to be a mom. I just didn't know when and I was just like, you know what, I JR, I mean, not JR, but I didn't know his name then. You know, whatever, where, what, and I spoke to my child. I said, whoever you are, girl or boy, I love you before you even, before I even conceive you. And about a month later, I conceived him. So it was a very special moment for me. And then during my pregnancy, um, I fully enjoyed my pregnancy. And I think that's important too. A lot of women if you can I mean I know situations happen things happen but if you can really plan out getting pregnant do it during a time where you know you don't really have any financial issues so you can actually take care of yourself you know I did prenatal massages Um, I ate whatever I wanted to eat you know there's a lot of other classes that you can take and um, just to be able to not have to worry about things financially and be able to just take care of yourself think about you my husband did a great job you know after a certain point once my belly started growing I didn't have to lift a finger when I got home he told me to sit on my butt and put my feet up I, I do that now oh whatever I do I do work around the house no I'm man. not I'm, I'm just telling you you don't <laughs> have to I, like I do I do the same thing now what are you talking about yeah, but th- but like really, you were like, don't do anything. You know, you were really strict about that. You're gonna take just focus on carrying my child and making sure my child get here safely. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just to be able to be in a good mental, emotional state of mind while being pregnant, so you can be ready for um, those emotional changes after being pregnant because it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah afterwards yeah yeah you're absolutely right um i really want to bring up a um breakfast club interview that i heard with uh tammy um waka flocka's wife Mm -hmm. um she was talking about how she felt like she was just there she was there with waka flocka because waka needed her did you did you hear the interview no that she was with say that again she felt like she was brought into Waka's life because he needed her um, just period throughout anything he was going through. Like she was going to be the person to actually help him through anything that he needed help with. And mm-hmm. he used to always say, you're going to be the one to save my life and, you know, all kind of stuff. Like you need to check that interview out. Um, I felt like that was like the reverse role like with you and I because I, I always felt like I was the one that was gonna necessarily be there for you and um, help you through anything because you know I always told you you always gonna be alright as long as you with me you know once I so what, you trying, so what you trying to say that I don't I don't do nothing for you <laughs> nah I'm not saying that at all and that's why you need to listen to the interview because you know she had that same question thrown at her that's not what was told it's just you have a a certain calling and you know exactly what how you fit in somebody's life and I really really feel like that and when she said that I was like dang that's crazy because I've never heard anybody speak like that and for it to be so transparent to my life because I felt like the same way with you because you know I told you when I first when I first met you I'm gonna be the realest person you will ever meet. Didn't I tell you that? Yeah, but after you, I didn't meet anybody else, so we can't really, you know, that's a toss-up. Say what? <laughs> Say what? I said, hey, you said I'm the, you're the realest person I'm ever going to meet. Well, I didn't. I haven't met anybody. I've been in a relationship with you ever since then. I haven't been able to be with anybody emotionally or physically since then, so that's a toss-up. We don't know. Okay, well, we can toss it up, and you can go see who catch it. <laughs> I ain't doing no tripping. Okay, so you know you're not gonna let me go nowhere. No, nah, I definitely ain't. But whenever she said that, man, it just 
it kind of flipped the roles. Uh, we can watch it after we get off the podcast. We can watch it together. But whenever you see it, um, you you'll you'll understand a little bit more, and that just solidified the relationship and everything. But yeah, I keep on moving. We were talking about deciding to start a family, so we have what two more topics? We have a wandering eyes. I said wandering eyes because I know I have a lot of buddies that uh I say buddies because uh oh are you is breaking man code? What are you? No, no. Come on now. You know I ain't going to break no man code now. Come on now. MVP ain't going to let me do that. Okay, you say a lot of buddies, you know. I, I said can't... a lot of buddies. You know, I got a lot of buddies. I got buddies that I work with. I got all kind of stuff, but you know. You ain't got no buddies that you work with. <laughs> Don't go. Don't do that. Okay, okay, okay. We know you we know you buddies. <laughs> okay. All right. Like I said, you have buddies or friends or anything like that. That uh might be looking around. Wandering eyes is the topic. So uh, you know, you going out with me and you seeing me eyeing somebody that has a big old booty or some 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 nice titties or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you because it happens a lot? I know a lot of this is where I need to say I know a lot of friends that I get in trouble. With I that. haven't ever seen you do that. Right. Uh, and I, I'll get to that, but how how would you feel if I did? Um, you probably would have half a head. Dang! So you you'd be that aggressive about it? Well, because I think that's disrespectful. You know, I mean, you're human. You're gonna see something nice. You're gonna look, but I mean, if it's to the point to where I can notice it. You have to really be looking. Yeah. And that's very disrespectful. Yeah. And I can agree with that. But my reason for not doing it is not necessarily that. My reason for not doing it is because I know most of the women that wear half the clothes, they do it on purpose because they want the attention. Me, I don't want to give anybody attention that's that's uh really feeling like they deserve attention or that is going to come guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't... Well, I... Well, I... And I kind of agree with that with you because it's it's kind of funny because um, I don't know. It's like you're, you're just different. Like, you like to see past all that because, you know, when I was going to college, you know, I used to wear these little cute little cute little clothes and and have my makeup and you'd be like, you're doing too much. I'm like, what you mean I'm doing too much? I'm fly. I got all these other dudes here, you know, whistling at me and, you know, throwing calls at me, want to get my number, and you telling me I'm doing too much. Yeah, and and in my opinion, you were. And it's like whenever <laughs> – you were, you were. I mean, you matched and everything. Like, not to say it, it, it didn't look bad. I mean, it, look, it looked good, but that's just not what I had looked for. That's not what I would look for for a girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would have been just a girl just to holler at which I thought you were going to be. I thought you were just going to be a girl I hollered at, honestly. And it ended up being a little bit more than that. But like I'm saying is these women come out here and they wear barely nothing. They they want to get a lot of people to look at them. And then when people look at them, they want to act crazy. You know what I'm saying? I see that through a lot of videos and stuff on World Star or whatever. And so I'm, I'm, I've been like, man, I ain't gonna look. Is that at a cred- is that a credible source? Yeah. W- well, just seeing uh, seeing some reactions on there was enough for me to know I ain't looking twice at nobody. I don't care how big they booty is. How, no, I don't care. I ain't even looking twice at it because I'm not giving them that. I refuse to. And then- well, I think this kind. Of, I think this is gonna like spill over because I feel. Yeah, some women may do that for certain attention, but sometimes some women aren't doing that for certain attention. I know I be having guys look at me all crazy when I'm in the when I'm in the gym or, you know, when I'm I'm not sometimes I don't even have to be anywhere where I'm wearing anything too tight or revealing, you know, you get stares. I mean, men just be staring. And and even if I do want to go and and and, and if I, you know, I get my body right for the summer and I want to wear a little halter top, I want to wear, 
you know. Oh, you already um, in the ultra top, so. But I, I want to wear because I'm I'm a curvy girl, you know. No matter what oh, I size know. I, I am, I'm still curvy, I so I can't hide my curves. Hell no. So even so, so if I want to be a little bit sexy going out or whatever, I have to, as a woman, as a female, we have the right to feel and look sexy. And that's what I want without having and, to without without having to fear some dude staring at us and thinking that we want and to. I, that, no, we don't. I want you to know that because I don't want you because it seems like oftentimes you're ashamed of your body. Like, because I know when you go to work, you try to wear jeans that hides your butt and stuff like that. I know what you do. Because it caused a lot of attention. Right. Unwanted attention. I understand. I understand. But at the same time, when it's the weekend, let that booty go. I'm right. And, if I'm right there I? with you, but, you can let but it go. But don't I? But don't I? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes you don't. Okay, sometimes you still have the same mind frame like you at work. You still be like tightening it up. Okay. So what did I just wear the weekend prior? A lot of stuff that I wear. Come on now, Cody. I mean, yeah, you. I mean, you do all right. It's just, it just. You don't. You don't. Give, just, you don't give me enough. It just seems you your mind frame. It seems your mind frame is more on. You're not trying to do this. You're not trying to do that. It's like, and I have to tell you, I'm like, you got this. It is what it is. You can wear a, a t-shirt and some shorts, or a t-shirt and some long pants, t-shirt and some jeans. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna show eventually. It's gonna show a little bit. So be content with what you have, and that's what I. But just but you could say that to me because you know me, and you know that I'm not out there trying to seek any extra attention. But when you see a woman go, if you go somewhere and you see a woman dressed a certain way, you automatically thinking, oh, she tries, she wants no, that attention. No, how you know, I know that? I don't. I definitely don't. I do not. I see a woman that's looking all right, and and. That's that goes with the wandering eyes. Like I'll see a woman that's looking all right. I'm not finna stare her down and make it seem like, oh shoot, she the baddest one. Nah, nah. I'm I'm gonna look, I'm gonna say, okay, I see, okay. It's a cute girl over here to the left. Da, 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 da. I'm not staring. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But you ain't gonna never catch me. And that that's what I was getting at. Like the um the wife or the girlfriend catching their boyfriend or something like that, looking at some other girl or something like that, like I mean, and, and you have to understand, well, even with women, because I mean, it's human. We're all human. You, you see, little eye candy. You know, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god. You know, I'm not gonna make you feel uncomfortable, and for you to be like, oh dang, what's what's wrong with me? I mean, you see something as a human. You see something that looks nice. It's nice, but you don't have to be disrespectful. Right, right, right. But you got some eye candy around here, is what you told me. Okay. Oh, oh, you can talk about. So you can talk about looking at some cutie, but when I start talking about eye candy, you want to feel a certain kind of way. Get over yourself. I'm not getting over myself. I'm just saying it's a double standard. It is what it is. I'm not mad at it. Is it what's, the, what's the double? standard? The double standard is you shouldn't be looking at nobody but your husband. Oh my gosh, who else are you? <laughs> who are you looking at? And who are you looking at? Oh, I'm over there looking at nah, something so cute. It's over people there. that rap, huh? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So you looking at people right? Trust me, there's people that ride by my view too. Ooh, including your work husband. No. No, he he don't ride by. Is what you're saying? No, I don't look at nobody at work like no. that. There's no I can't mm-hmm. at work. So who else? No, I'm just saying, like, if I'm at a restaurant or whatever, there's eye candy all okay. over the place. You can't Cody. go. You can't go to a restaurant anymore. You just closing yourself out. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Nah, I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm, as long as long as you come home to me, I'm I'm cool. You can look at whatever you want to look. And you, you know I'm not the jealous type because I have, I I feel good about myself. And if you want something else, you can have it, and not go get me something else. Oh dang! But you I have to put that last part in there. That kind of made me feel a little bit bad. Like that that put me that put me but, in a certain position. You said you can go get something. You don't else. you don't feel you don't you don't feel good that I'm confident in our relationship. Uh, yeah, that that's all cool, but you saying that you can go get something else, that's a, that's a little bit extra. Like I ain't, I ain't need that. You got to plug in Beyoncé Lemonade the Yeah, album. but that was after somebody cheated. So <laughs> do I need do I, I so I need to cheat? I can cheat. No, you nah, you, know, got, you definitely want to do that. Prospects. You definitely don't want to do that. Like I said, you don't want the mm-hmm. problems that mm-hmm. come with that. Jay Z, we ended up being our Jay Z. 
Well, you can you can you can pray and wish and hope that you be like Jay Z, but man, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I ain't no Beyonce, man. Oh man. So what you mean? All right, all right. So we'll uh we'll end on the last topic. It's gonna be uh the importance of maintaining your own identity in a relationship. I'll let you lead that off because that was one of your topics. Yeah, I I just want to address that. I know sometimes we can get in relationships, and especially we have children, we get so um, engrossed in our our husbands, we get so engrossed in our children, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, or I say should say spouses. I shouldn't just leave out the husband. Uh, but it or is you shouldn't leave out to- any other. I mean, you might be a, a a a woman that has a wife or a husband that has a you know a, a husband, or even if you're, even if you even if you're just in a relationship, right? You know, sometimes you get engrossed with your significant other, um, or engrossed if you have children, you get so caught up in your kids' life, and it's important to know who you are and have your own personal goals and own personal activities that you do on a, on a regular, I wouldn't say day-to-day, but regular basis and make sure that you are contributing to yourself and not just to other people And because it can be draining and you have to understand what if that person leaves me or what if this person is not here in 10 years. You know, your kids are going to eventually not need you as much and be out of the house. Who You don't want to be left after so many years of draining yourself into these people that you don't even know who you are. That you don't even know who you are. Oh, yeah. I can understand that and I can agree with that. Um, yeah, I think it's... Because imagine you, like you're, you're doing the Emerging 100, but imagine if you just came home and everything was just me and JR. And then what if our relationship didn't work out or JR leaves and you're like, oh, well, well, what am I to do? Who, you know, you define yourself as just a husband and just a father, but what am I outside of that? Uh, I, I, I see where you're going. Because you, you need something, you need something that makes you feel like you on purpose, right? You have you have to f- have something to fill you up. Well, see, a lot of people have their job to actually fill them up because they do such a great job with their job, and um, they do so so much with their job. Period. That there's but even but even in that situation, what happens if you lose your job? You know, you, you kind of have to. I just think that it's important to to kind of if you don't know who you are. Without say, if my husband's gone or my wife's gone or my significant other's gone, if my children are not here, you know, take those people out, and and, and take your job out, take those things out. Who am I? And I think that's a very important question to ask yourself. Who am I? Yeah. And if you and if you don't know the answer to that, it's very important to find out that answer as soon as you can. Okay. I, I, I agree because I know you found out your answer and everything like that. But what advice would you give to somebody that hadn't found out their answer? And so the question that you just asked, they don't know an answer to. What would you what what kind of what kind of advice would you give to them? Well, if you're religious, I would say start praying and meditating. Yeah, but if and they're if not they're religious, because the majority of them aren't religious. I know. I said if they're religious, so I'm going to go to if they're not. If you're not religious, um, soul seek. You can still soul seek without having a certain um, deity that you are um, that you're looking onward to. Um, you just soul search. You know figure it out with you know who what do you want to be what do you want to contribute you know what do you want your legacy to be what do you want people to know you as i was listening to a super soul conversation i think it was one of the kennedys um and he was saying that a lot of people live life thinking about 
just their day-to-day stuff that they have to do. They don't think about their eulogy. You know, something happens to you and someone has to tell a story about your life. What would be that story? Well, everybody didn't, they, they don't have the, the, um, the, the leverage to be able to put themselves on a, on a platform to where they can actually discuss um, what they feel like their eulogy would be. Um, and if they did, no, I'm saying, I'm just saying, not be on a platform, just thinking individually, right? I'm not right. Saying see, to I'm... be on a platform, and talk about it. I'm just saying, who are you? You know, what do you want to be remembered as? Right. If, if, if you weren't, if you weren't a wife, if you weren't a uh, mother, yes, you're those things. But what outside of that? Yeah. Do you want to be? If all that stuff was taken away and only you were left, what would you be? And a lot of people can't answer that question. And if you don't, if you can't answer that question, um, nine times out of ten, you can because your 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 significant other, your children, they it's it's hard to say they're material things, but in a way they kind of are because they could be taken away. Um, and you know you don't want to just put your worth and value just only in the material things and not think about what you what who are you the core of you because you can't you can't fully be happy in a relationship or be happy as a mom because those things they drain you and they fill you up at times but they drain you you can't really be full and complete if you don't know who you are outside of those things so it's important to maintain just understand who you are and maintain your individualism and and have something that is yours. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, what do you What do you feel like is yours? Um, between us, what do you feel like is yours? Well, I, I volunteer in the community. I volunteer at church. I mean, I'm just a, I wouldn't say philanthropist. I guess it's not the, really the right thing to say, but um, nah, that's the I common, do like giving. That's the common thing to say. Yeah, I mean, I really like giving. I'm a, I, I like to give. I'm a giver. I like to give back to people. I like to get involved. And even becoming a mom, I redefine myself. You know, I, I like children. I love children. You know, I want to make sure that children are learning pro- appropriately that they're being treated appropriately and you know I really want to make that my mission and to making children's lives better right right and I'm I'm, I'm with you on that I'm definitely with you. and even after watching the sex, the sex trafficking video yeah, I, cause hate I, know, it. I know my church my church has a ministry and they wanted people and I was like I don't want because I mean I, I did um, I served at group home for like over two years, but I was like, I don't know if I sex trafficking. I don't, I, uh, I don't know. Um, but after watching that movie, it was like, oh, okay. Um, Ex- that may be something. Explain it a little bit more to the people because they don't, they don't know exactly what what you're talking about. Well, it it really hit close to home because the movie was based on a, um. Uh, what you call it? Um, a true story based on a true story um, of of I guess three girls' lives that were affected by sex trafficking out of Texas, Houston. Out of actually. Houston, yeah. Yes, and I mean I've heard people say, "Oh, Katie is the center for sex trafficking." Right. I don't know if that's. Uh, it, I don't know if that's uh, fact. That mall, that mall, Jasmine. Yes, I can definitely see it. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I don't know if the facts well, okay, are. Okay, I don't know. Okay. But I've heard that. And, you know, you hear those things and and it's kind of hard to perceive, but that movie actually kind of helped me in my perception. You know, there's a lot of girls out there that are, especially if they get out, you know, what to do, you know, how to live life, especially if you've been doing that for years how are they psychologically? It's very interesting to me, and I'm very interested in psychology. In psychology, period, just how people think, people's behavior, why people do things that they do, and helping people get beyond um, emotional and physical and mental abuse. So that I think that may be something that I may 
uh, venture into. I don't know, but it's very interesting. Yeah, it's extremely interesting. Um, I really feel like um, I might be able to add something to it. I think I want to have something to where we have monitoring around the the um, Katie Mall. Um, I don't know why they don't already have it, but definitely want to do that. But at the same time, we need to end this podcast because uh, it's been an hour, and y'all y'all yes. spent a lot of time with us, and I definitely appreciate it. Um, I've had enough arguments on wax uh, with Jasmine, and we'll probably have more tonight. <laughs> um, but I definitely appreciate y'all hanging in here with us. And everything is everything, man. But my yeah, we just a Cody Lacey Junior, and it's a wrap. Little man said it's a wrap, Jazzy. What, what what's what's the wrap with you? Oh me, I just appreciate everyone's support and people joining to listen and you know taking the time to give us feedback. That's very appreciated, and just hope you just keep listening and just let us know um, what you like and what you don't like, and. Other than that, like JR said, it's a wrap. Until next time. It's a wrap, baby. Appreciate y'all.